Police officers across the nation refuse the vaccine mandate. A restaurant closes due to non-compliance, and Trump releases a new social media network. I'm William Hall, and this is The William Hall Show. All right, welcome back to the show. Glad to have you guys back here. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump right into this. So first of all, one of the big stories that's taking place right now is that people are beginning to refuse the vaccine. They are beginning to uh, not comply to what Biden, what the Democrat complex in the media is telling them to do. And the reason why is because these things are plain and simply unconstitutional. I've posted about this on social media a lot, but all this really boils down to is that no one has the right to force you to take any kind of medication against your own will. That's not how this works. I mean, just thinking about it, it doesn't work that way unless you're a child and, and you know, beholden to some uh, authority adult figure. You, you're an adult, though. That's the case. And and right now we have these companies that are trying to uh, implement these different vaccine mandates based off of the government because the government wants to be effectively your parents and and the people that are your authority, your ultimate authority that tell you what you can and cannot do with your own health. And that's where we're at right now. So a lot of police officers are actually refusing to take these vaccines at this point, or at least are saying, you know what, I'm not going to show any proof of it. That is my right to be able to have freedom to do this. Now, at the end of the day, this is what's really important, because anytime there's any kind of mandate, it doesn't matter whether it's in the United States or elsewhere in the world, there has to be some type of enforcement arm to make it happen. So we have to look at, obviously, Australia. They're one of the major countries where this has taken place, where they had a mask mandate, they had a vaccine mandate, but all of this was enforced by police officers. Yes, to the point of beating people in the streets that were refusing to comply. We're talking about not wearing a mask outside when you're not even around anyone. Doesn't matter. The police were the arm, the enforcement arm of those mandates. What we're seeing here right now is that they're going to have no way to enforce any of this stuff here, which is obviously good because the police officers are saying, you know what? No, we're not doing this. We're not going to go along with these types of things. So what are they going to do now? Now, of course, this is going to hurt these cities like Chicago, the ones that don't have that many uh, police officers already that have an issue with crime, aka Democrat-run cities and states. That's who is going to hurt the most. But this is all part of the actual plan that they have set up here. So the report in here is showing that city employees of Chicago are required uh, to report their vaccination status to the city on Friday, but more than 3,200 Chicago police officers were refusing to do so as of Monday, according to the police union. So even the unions are kind of fighting against this, right? Because they're like, hey, you know, this isn't the employee's rights. You know, you can't just infringe upon that simply because you feel like this is the best course of action for people to make. So police Officials warned last week that officers who refused to comply with the vaccine mandates may face uh, face being disciplined or fired. Now, of course, in this situation, what I've always been saying is let them fire you. If you're working somewhere where they're forcing you to get a vaccine and you don't want to do it, for example, 
make them fire you. Don't just leave voluntarily because really what this boils down to is that I think a lot of people are even probably going to sue. Some people already are. We're seeing other reports of people looking at suing these companies that are firing them for unjust reasons. That's the way that we're, we're seeing this actually shake out right now. So the unions are fighting this. The police officers are fighting this. And of course you have Lori Lightfoot being, or really Beetlejuice basically, being the person that's trying to implement these things, forcing this to actually happen. So she said, we believe that the the uh, leadership is trying to uh, foment on illegal work, stoppage, or a strike. We're not having that. The contract is clear, and it has been known for a long time. P- the police unions are not authorized to strike. She's trying to basically say, you know what? You're not allowed to do anything. You, you are stuck in the place that we put you, and whatever the situation is, you are not able to just quit or to refuse to work. You can't do that. But at this point, who cares? This to me, the police can do whatever they want to do because the city is doing whatever they want to do. They're already infringing on their own rights, so it doesn't matter what Lori Lightfoot thinks at the end of the day. What is she going to do? She already has trouble as it is trying to manage Chicago as it is, which is terribly overrun with crime. I don't think it really matters what she thinks about what the unions feel like they can do or not. They're obviously going to push back against it, and I think it's obviously good for them to do that because otherwise you end up with a situation where it just keeps going and going and going on to more people. That's what this is about. Remember, it started with the doctors and the nurses, and then all of a sudden they're saying, oh, well, you know, police officers, you guys are in contact with people too, so we're going to require that you do the exact same thing as them. It won't be long before it's everyone else as well. We're seeing city employees uh, have this implemented as well. I think de Blasio was trying to do the same thing. This is not how you manage the situation. Remember, these vaccines are getting less and less effective by the day. There are so many studies showing that natural immunity is better than getting the vaccine. It's beyond ridiculous that anybody would be mandating it at all. As I said on the last show, the literal defense of a lot of the uh, Democrats right now is, well, the, the, the vaccine is great, guys. It's just not perfect. Okay, well, don't mandate things that aren't perfect then. I mean, it doesn't get easier than that. Why would you force somebody to do something that's not even close? And, and we're not talking about 99.9% effective. We're talking about 42% effective is the last number we saw as far as these vaccines are, are effective against the current and future variants. So that's not going to help you all that much in the long run by forcing people to do this because you do it now, then the boosters, then another boosters. There's going to be boosters every six months. You heard it here. There's going to be boosters every six months for the people that comply with these things because it's a never ending story about how they can continue to tell you to do something. And it it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. These boosters will remain at some point where they will be ineffective and then something else is going to be ineffective. It's ridiculous that you're seeing the information get suppressed right now simply because nobody wants to talk about natural immunity. Don't tell me that the Democrats are for the party of science. They've been trying to claim this for the past year to no avail because they're simply not the party of science. They're factually the party of the information that they want you to know. That's what this is about. If they, I, I, what's really odd about all of this is that I've never seen a party put so much effort or just any kind of political movement put so much effort into one singular thing and say, this must be, this is the only way to operate. You must go in this direction. You must take this vaccine this particular way. And that's it. There's, it has to be the vaccine. There's no other way you'll be protected. None of them have anything to say against natural immunity, by the way. I've yet to have seen any of the Democrats, anyone on mainstream media anywhere say, 
hey, natural immunity exists, but I still recommend you do this. They won't even do that because they they want to continue to pretend as if this is all about something else. And, and, and it's not. It's about government control. It's about controlling you, telling you what to do, having you fall in line. So it's good that we're seeing police officers go against that. But the uh, police union said last week that no religious or medical exemptions had been granted so far. Unvaccinated officers will be suspended without pay on November 1st. They will be they will get a hearing before they are officially fired. And even in Seattle, around 70 police officers had not submitted proof of vaccination by Sunday. Remember, this doesn't mean that they weren't vaccinated. It simply means that they just didn't show proof of that. Okay. And uh, so Seattle has lost hundreds of police officers already. If you remember from George Floyd. Now they're dealing with this as well. Remember the crime spike that we saw last year or actually uh, earlier this year that I reported on? Crime has been insane in these places. It's been through the roof. And now these are more reasons to show that Democrats don't care about your safety, not just the safety with the vaccine because or with the virus. I mean, we can look at, of course, the virus. That's easy to see because they're hypocrites. I mean, remember, Obama... They didn't have to wear a mask. Emmys, they didn't have to wear a mask. No one's required to wear a mask except you and your children. And when they're at school and when you're at work, no one's el- no one else is really concerned about anyone's vaccination status unless it's you, your children. And, and these elites are exempt. Nobody cares about what's happening at the end of the day. And my problem is this has to be at some point focused on that the Democrats don't care about your health and they clearly don't care about your safety because if they're willing to fire police officers at a time when crime is as high as it's ever been for the sake of a vaccine that we can't even really prove is super effective, where we know that natural immunity is significantly more effective than the vaccine at this point, we have all of these studies, they don't care about your safety. (laughs) It's as simple as that. We knew they didn't really care about police officers anyways, but this just cements it. If you're in one of these cities, Seattle, Chicago, any of these places that have very high crime, trust me, the Democrats, are the sole complex is to make this worse and worse and worse simply because they're more concerned about a shot that isn't even that effective than they are about actually having employees that are there to protect your life. That's what this boils down to. That's how insane this is. It's not just some weird government conspiracy. This is absolutely insane. But it doesn't really stop there. We have to look as well at companies that are also refusing to go along with this. So one of the big companies, we don't, I don't even know if we have any of these here where I'm at in Florida, but it's in and out and I've heard of them before. They're a big burger chain. A lot of them are in Texas as well. Uh, in and out basically put out a statement saying that they are going to refuse to do any of this stuff. So, uh, they made a uh, statement here and, uh, let me pull it up. So, Basically, what they're saying is that they're not going to have any of their employees uh, be forced to take the vaccination. Uh, they, they're they not going to be or they refuse to become the vaccination police for any government is basically what they're saying there. So this is awesome because it's a it's just one chain. But I think that maybe this will be seen by other companies and other people will say, you know what? We're going to do the same thing. We're going to do the same thing. It takes companies like this to say, you know what? We're done. We're not going to have any of this stuff. So, of course, you have many people that are supporting this, obviously, myself included. Um, and if we had any around here, I would absolutely be going there like crazy to help support these businesses. And this this extends beyond in and out by the way, as well. 
if there's any businesses out there that are refusing to implement, remember this, this doesn't mean these companies are anti-vax. doesn't mean these companies are, are telling you that you have to, uh, or, or that, you know, we don't want you to take the vaccine or we won't allow you to take the vaccine. It's simply the fact that they're saying people have the freedom to choose and it's not our place to force people to do something. Any of these companies that are that way, we need to be patronizing. We need to be actually trying to uh, support these businesses because that's the only way that things are going to work. So the full statement, this is from uh, uh, Kevin Kiley here from uh, in and out They said, we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. And, and this is spot on. It's almost like what Democrats have done is ignore the partnership, the relationship between business and customer, that the idea is that customers are literally the ones that are willing to pay money for your product, and they are getting literally shunned away because they refuse to get a vaccine for a virus when the vaccine isn't even that effective. That's crazy, right? This is what they're doing. They're, they're saying, we're a company. Our, what's in our best interest is to remain a good company where our, as long as you're willing to pay us money, you are welcome here. They, that's how this used to work. Why are we turning away business because of a vaccination card or proof of vaccination, a, a vaccination ID? Why are we doing that? When at the end of the day, the customer chose to shop here. So by the way, uh, San Francisco has actually closed down the, uh, the in and out there. Because San Francisco wants a virtue signal, of course, and they want to make everybody realize it. Let's, uh, miss, let's make an example out of In-N-Out because that's what this is all about. It's not about your health. It's about trying to make an example out of the people that, and the, or the companies in this particular situation that are actually for people's freedom, okay? So In-N-Out, this is, this is actually uh, reported here from Fox News. The San Francisco Department of Public Health closed the... Uh, the In-N-Out location on October 14th after the popular burger joint did not go along with the vaccination status of customers, which violates on August mandate from the city requiring indoor diners to show proof of vaccination. So this is because San Francisco is say, telling them what to do. They basically close them down because of that. In-N-Out, which operates 358 locations across the Western United States, is owned by the uh, devout Christian uh, Lindsay Snyder and, and uh, is also well known for including Bible verses at the bottom of soda and, and milk cup shake or the milkshake cup. So this is another, once again, Christian organization that's now going to be demonized, run through the mud simply because of the fact that they are refusing to go along with these things. So um, San Francisco is trying to virtue signal here. That's what they're ultimately trying to do. They're trying to clamp down on the control of what's happening. Now, apparently the restaurant, I think is open now, but I think it's the inside that's still closed. But what you're seeing here is them basically saying, you know what? If you refuse to comply, we're shutting you down. Your entire business gone. We are, we are solely focused on making sure that if you won't turn away customers, that we force you out of business. This is not the United States of America when we see these things happening. This is not freedom. This is control beyond belief. It is an authoritarian government forcing people to do this. These are businesses. These are the places that support, uh, that actually support and, and hire people and allow people to uh, kind of to stimulate in the economy. That's what this is all about. 
I'm old enough to remember when Democrats, not even that long ago, were talking about how all these businesses, these big businesses, you know, we want them to uh, to actually be able to employ people and pay them uh, what they're owed and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they were all for the business at that time. Now, all of a sudden, they're completely off the face of the earth if they don't require these vaccine mandates. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, um the city's orders here, it says, uh, this order includes proof of vaccination requirements for patrons to use certain indoor facilities, such as restaurants, bars, clubs, gyms, as well as people attending large and mega indoor events. That's pretty much everything. So if you're, <laughs> I mean, thank goodness we're in Florida, but if there's anything you really wanted to do, gym, maybe you're concerned about your health. Maybe you want to actually stay active. Oh, you can't do that without showing proof of vaccination. Um, this order includes recommendations of reduced COVID-19 risk, but not requirements for individuals. Uh, businesses and government entities. This is like I said, just just their statements on this whole situation. Um, it also added dining establishments, uh, establishments and bars that serve food may allow individuals wearing a well-fitted mask to enter the indoor portion of the facility to order, pick up, or pay for food or drink to go without showing proof of full vaccination. So basically, you can kind of pick it up and leave, but you can't dine in the restaurant. And I'm a, and obviously that would exclude gyms as well. You can't go in the gym you can't actually work out you can't do any of this stuff in san francisco right now without that and they wonder why people are leaving their state they're wondering why nobody smart wants to be in california right now i I mean you'd be absolutely out of your mind to be in california at this point it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous i i oftentimes wonder why in the world we have people that are saying, why are they doing this to us? I mean, how how could they possibly do this to us? The real question we need to be asking is, why are we allowing it to happen? And in and out is an example of a restaurant that's saying, you know what, we're not going to allow it to happen. That's what this episode is really all about. That's what everything is all about right now in the time that we live in. It's about non-compliance. Do not comply. Because ultimately, this isn't about your health. It's not about your safety. It's not about any of the things that they're telling you that it's about. What it's about is them telling you what to do. And it is a never ending cycle. You give them an inch, they take a mile. I still remember the 15 days to slow the spread. All the last, the last year and a half has been basically nothing but a massive compromise from the American people, really a massive compliance from the American people. Because from the very beginning, we said, you know what? Okay, 15 days to slow the spread. We'll stay indoors. We'll close our church services. We'll close our businesses. We'll do all of the stuff you wanted us to do. Okay, guys. And then what happened? We're still where we were. We're actually worse off now than we were back then. This was crazy. How many people do you think, by the way, wouldn't even know that coronavirus even existed if it wasn't for the mainstream media constantly forcing it out in front of your face? I guarantee you most people would have no idea that it was even a thing. It's absolutely insane. Really insane to me that this is still going on right now. So uh, another big story that's actually been taking place is actually uh, about the big supply chain issue. So many of you may have heard about this uh, a bit. And if you haven't, I'm sure you probably have seen that the shelves aren't as full as they used to be. And also uh, there's not as much, uh, if you're trying to order any kind of electronic appliance or computer, there's a shortage on all of that. Pretty much anything that has a chip in it right now is of short stock. It's almost impossible to find. And if you do find it, it's extremely expensive. So what is happening right now? (laughs) Okay. What in the world is going on? This is a part of Biden's issue with the supply chain that's been happening in California. Typically, a lot of our electronic goods come from China, Korea, other countries like that. 
and they basically go through the port on these big ships. The problem is that there's been a shortage of people to, I'm assuming, unload a lot of this stuff or some type of mix up at the port there. And the issue is that we have a lot of product that's sitting off the shore right now that's not getting into the United States. And as a result of which, we're not getting a lot of the products that we normally are used to having, which is a problem, of course. But somebody at the Washington Post thinks that you should basically just get over it because that totally fixes the issue, right? So this this is an op-ed, crazy person here, uh, this uh, Micheline Maynard, I think is her name, that uh, works for Washington Post. So she writes, across the country, Americans' expectations of speedy service and easy access to consumer products have been crushed like a styrofoam container in a trash compactor. Time for some new, more realistic expectations. Fast food is less fast, a huge flotilla of container ships is stuck offshore in california waiting to unload shelves normally stocked with halloween candy at this time of the year are empty and i saw the other day that a target here in ann arbor michigan uh uh target at a target here in ann arbor michigan american consumers uh their expectations pampered and catered to for decades are not accustomed to inconvenience i don't think that's what this is about because inconvenience is one thing Knowing the cause of said inconvenience, and that cause being Biden, of course, uh, that's really what we're focusing on here. I think that's what really kind of takes the cake, does it not? I mean, everybody's trying to figure out who in the world do we point the blame at? Who who are we actually looking to and saying, this is your fault for doing this, right? That's what we have to be asking ourselves right now. I think right the, the real, real issue here is that people aren't getting the products they need, okay? This isn't about fast food lines being a little less fast. This isn't about that. It's about the literal fact that right now, people better start stocking up. I mean, I, I kind of posted about this uh, a little bit ago where I basically said, you know what? Those people that were considered the, the the preppers, they were considered as crazy conspiracy theorists. Now, they're not looking all that crazy because those people are saying, look, stock up on non-perishable guys. The price of meat's going to go up like crazy. Meat's going to have a massive shortage. We're seeing a lot of this happen right now. So a lot of the people that are trying to prepare for this are saying, you know what? Let's go ahead and start stocking up while we can. This is a problem for those people because there could be a point in time when you just can't find the food that you need, when you can't buy the product that you're looking for because it's just not there. This isn't about inconvenience, folks. This is basically trying to spin this off as some kind of first world problems issue. But ultimately, this shouldn't be a country where we're dealing with shortages of, on our shelves. I mean, of just basic necessities. That's crazy. So she goes on and she says, customers persistent wine. Why don't they just hire more people? Sounds feasible in the area of great resignation, uh, especially in industries such as food service with reputations for being tough places to work rather than living constantly on the verge of throwing a fit and risking taking it out on overwhelmed servers, struggling shop owners, or late arriving delivery people. We do ourselves a favor by consciously lowering expectations. Listen, doesn't it sound kind of weird that you have this lady that's clearly a Democrat clearly pro-vaccine mandates, uh, defending businesses, the very businesses that you will be more than willing to throw out right, like tomorrow because they didn't force their employees to get a vaccine. I mean, don't pretend like you care about those servers. Don't pretend like you care about those delivery drivers because if they didn't have the vaccine, you will be the first one to say, you know what? <laughs> Tough luck. Should have followed the rules, dude. And that's a problem. You can't have these people pretending as if they care about it. You don't care. At the end of the day, you really don't care, and you're trying to spin this off like it's our fault somehow. The people that actually are trying to keep these people employed, the people that actually care about their freedom, complaining about the fact that maybe 
these shortages, maybe these issues, not really, maybe it's absolutely the case, are caused by Biden trying to mandate these vaccines. That people aren't wanting to work, not only because of the vaccines, but because of the fact that they've been paid stimulus money. The fact that there still is a, a bonus that people are getting on unemployment. There's no reason for many of these people to work. They've been incentivized and scared out of working simultaneously. So why would they do any of this at all? That's not a random happenstance, okay? It is Biden's fault, and it could be fixed if he would let go of trying to force people to do these things. That's the difference. We know who is to blame, and that's the problem. So I don't care what this Washington Post person says by trying to pretend as if it's our fault. They always are trying to blame the unvaccinated. They're always trying to blame the, the Republicans. Oh, it's the, it's the conservatives that are destroying us right now. That it's If you guys could just basically walk into a Publix and be perfectly fine with not being able to find milk, if you just be perfectly okay with never getting your food at a restaurant, if you'll just be perfectly okay with all of these things, then you should just lower your expectations, right? That's what this is all about. Listen, I thought Biden's plan was build back better. I, I didn't know it, it was supposed to be lower your expectations because that's what it sounds like they're doing. This is nothing but them trying to defend Biden and his bad decisions. The Democrats were trying to get all into this vaccine, pretend to care about business owners when they really don't. That's what this is all about. It always has been and it always will be. In case you aren't aware of this yet, uh, Trump is now actually releasing a new social media network. This has been announced just a day or two ago, very recent, and we knew that he was going to do something like this. It was only a matter of time. He had been talking about it for a long period of time as well, but now he actually finally made the announcement about it. It's going to be called Truth Social, launching in spring 2022. So we're looking at next year for this new platform. So the statement that they made about this is I created Truth Social and the uh, Trump media group that he has now uh, to stand up to the tyranny of big tech. And this is all in their statement. But he went on to say, we live in a world where the Taliban has a huge presence on Twitter, yet your favorite American president has been silenced. This is unacceptable. I'm excited to send out my first truth on Truth Social, Social very soon. Now, they have a sign-up thing where you can go and sign up for that and do all those things like that uh, available there as well. And the thing is that about this is that we knew this was coming, like I said, and Trump actually tried to join several other networks in a way, but it never really worked out, if you want to say that. So he tried to join Parler, but because what he was really wanting to do is basically own Parler. Like, Trump wanted his own thing um, that was owned by him. And if there was anything else, it would have been a matter of him basically uh, buying that company out effectively, having complete pretty much ownership of it. Obviously, Parler didn't want that. Even Getter didn't want that. Gab didn't want that. So as a result, it didn't really happen. Now, my opinion of this whole site, of course, we don't know until it's going to be fully launched, but there's a few concerns. Number one, they're going to have an app. It's going to be available in the Apple Play Store or Apple App Store and then the Google Play Store as well. And that should be cause for concern right now. Now, we, we know that the biggest issue with starting your own social media site is the idea that at some point it's going to get canceled so in some way. I mean, Parler before it was uh, really the, the really kind of the dead site that it is now was number one in the app store. I mean, after uh, Trump got banned, Parler was blowing up like you would not believe. The problem is, though, is that after January 6th, it was literally gone within a week. 
that should scare everybody, okay? And not just from the app stores, from their web servers. So my question is, does Trump have his own custom web servers? Are they prepared for the takedown that they're inevitably going to have from the app store? I don't think it's going to last there. And I really don't trust any app fully that's available on the app store at all either or on Google's you know, Play Store either because really this is all about them trying to censor the information. But ultimately, it, at this point, I hope that they have looked at Gab, that they've looked at Parler, looked at what will soon probably happen to get her and, and say, okay, you know what? We need to be prepared for this at some point. I, I don't think it would be a great idea for them to effectively launch this social network just to have it get pulled down immediately because they refuse to pay attention to what's going on. Now, in regards to what's going to happen with the, I guess you could say, the uh, dispersion of different users on different sites, listen, the people that are using Gab are going to continue to probably use Gab because it hasn't been taken down at all. That, that's just the truth. A lot of people are going to join Truth Social simply because of the fact that Trump owns it. A lot more people from Twitter are probably going to join that. A lot more people from Getter are going to join that. I think Getter's pretty much done for the most part. As soon as this launches, they're out the window. Um, they have nothing really to grasp onto. Like, why would people be there when there's this Trump alternative? I think it's really going to come down to Truth Social and Gab. And really, what's going to happen is it depends on what happens to Truth Social when it comes out. Is it going to be banned from whatever service they're using? What about their uh, domain registrar? You know, who, how are they going to maintain having that? Are they prepared? for the storm that's coming to their site where you're going to have people hacking it and trying to blast through the gates. I hope they have the best people out there in the industry handling this because I'm telling you right now, there's going to be issues at launch. I, I can assure you there's going to be issues at launch simply because of the fact that they may not be prepared for what's actually coming at this point. But if they manage to do this right, I think it will be a good alternative specifically to Twitter because it, based on the UI that we've seen, looks very, very, very similar to Twitter as well. So we'll see how that goes. I'll definitely keep you guys updated, but you know, you can sign up, go ahead and get on the waiting list if that's something you want to do. Otherwise, we have Gab and that's, you know, been canceled already and has been rock solid ever since. So uh, at least as far as I'm concerned, my money's on Gab for the time being, but I'll definitely keep you updated on that. All right, so this episode's TikTok liberal is a teacher that literally is calling all of these parents terrorists. Here's your ostinato. Terrorist, terrorist, purple for parents are. Terrorist, terrorist, purple for parents are. While some had good intentions, they all were misinformed. Now threatening violence, doxing teachers has become the norm. They come to school board meetings with lots of things to say. And they will bully, cuss, or scream if they don't get their way. So just to be clear, what she's actually referring to are the parents that are actually concerned about teachers teaching literal racism, showing pornography. I'm not exaggerating here. These aren't fake news stories. These are absolutely real, I promise you. Literally doing all of these things, showing these things and teaching these things to your children that are five years old or younger in some situations, that that's what she's talking about. Parents that show up to school board meetings because they don't want pornography taught to their child. They don't want these uh, racist ideas and critical race theory taught to their children, that they are oppressed, that they are or, or they are the oppressor and, and that they are are not equal to or anything else like that to other races. That's what they're being taught right now. And these parents have every right to fight against that. But as you can see, when you have ladies like this, 
They are absolutely concerned about, more than anything, really demonizing you, telling you that you're wrong, telling you that you're the terrorist, actually, because you care about what your your child is being taught? How does that work? Like, somebody please explain to me how in the world that makes the parents the terrorists. I'm, I'm confused here. All they're trying to do here is basically demonize parents that actually care about the education of their own children. Of course, the best way to do that is private school, homeschool, whatever it is, but you have teachers out there that are really like this right now, I promise. And that's what's crazy. She's not the only one. These people, they even were signing, I think there was like uh, several thousand teachers across the United States that all agreed that they were going to sign this petition to teach CRT in the classrooms regardless of what the parents thought. It's a legitimate list. You can look it up. You can find the ones. There were a few here in this area as well. They are literally trying to teach your kids these things, and they not only think that it's perfectly okay, but that you're the terrorist for speaking out against it. That's what should surprise you. All you have to do is look at their eyes, the crazy eyes. You see everything that you need to know based off of that in and of itself. But this stuff right here is absolutely ridiculous. I don't think that at any point that you can argue that this person doesn't have some type of mental issue because they're not her children, right? I mean, that's what this all boils down to. She's the teacher, okay? That doesn't give her the right to teach your child any and everything that she wants. It doesn't give her the right to teach your child about pornography before they're even in a a grade letter uh, grade while they're in kindergarten. That, That doesn't give her the right to do that. The fact is that a teacher is different than a parent. The parent's job is to actually control and and be aware of what is being taught to their children. And the teacher's job is to comply with those things. Why? Because those are not her children. They're none of the teacher's children. So therefore, I would imagine that it would probably be well within the parent's right to tell you, no, you can't teach these things that are absolutely inappropriate to to our kids. It's, it's insane. The, the fact is that if there's any good purpose that comes out of this video is that it serves as an amazing advertisement for homeschooling, for private school, for parents waking up, realizing what's actually happening in our public schools right now. Not all of them are bad. I know I've seen a lot of people talk about this and mention it in different ways. It doesn't mean every single public school is doing this, but you have a lot of these people that are like that, these teachers that don't care. They're going to make these condescending tones or songs and and say whatever they want to say and call you the evil terrorist for daring to even speak out against it. By the way, these are the same people that also assumed, well, everybody that's speaking out against CRT is some white person. No, that's not true. I've played multiple videos on previous episodes here of black parents, um, mothers, fathers speaking out against CRT. How do you explain that? Are they terrorists too? I'd love to see her call one of those parents a terrorist to their face. I'd, I'd love to see that. And and really, that would tell me this is the disease of white liberalism. Uh, of literally having this lady tell a black father that they are a terrorist because they don't like them teaching CRT in the classroom to their children. That would be the... that, that some, I would love to see a video of that, just to caption it. Because... It would perfectly kind of sum up exactly what's going on right now with the the liberal uh, mentality behind everything that they do. So with that being said, that is all I have for you on this episode. I thank you for watching or listening to this one. Um, 
if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please remember to leave a review on that as well, as it does help the show up out. But with that being said, I will see you on the next one.